Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everybody, welcome to DC Action Hour. Oh, Kazam, that was a good one to end with. All right, hey, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to the audio only, uh, wow, that was probably really strange. Anyway, um, welcome, to DC, got your attention. welcome to DC Action Hour. That was our comic book sound effects is what we were trying to do there. Uh, anyway, I'm Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm joined by Marks and Danielle. Uh, hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. All right, this is our second episode we debuted last week. Uh, we're gonna be joining you here every week talking uh, all the DC shows on the CW network. So Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Legends was thankfully off this week, so I don't have to talk about it. Um, so, <laughs> Ouch. So uh, we, we were gonna talk about Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash, which had new episodes this past week. Uh, we got some, uh, we got a zany question to start with. We're going to do some news. Marcus has got some news coming up as well. We're going to talk about, uh, if you're in the chat, which uh, I think Anthony Davis listeners made is in there. I'm going to go check that in a minute. It's already in there. Um, uh, please uh, share your comments, your thoughts as you're watching live, or you can tweet us at super geeked up. We always love hearing from you. All right. We like to start things off though, with our super tweet of the week, which is if you are friends with a super intelligent gorilla like Garad from The Flash, which was featured, of course, the past two episodes, what would you do together? Uh, all right, Danielle, what would you do uh, with a super intelligent gorilla? Well, I had Francis, uh, AKA the other guy on Twitter, put that uh, one option is to take over the world uh, or join a group of misfits in a flying car to become the Ghostbusters. <laughs> in a flying car? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Okay, a gorilla in a flying car. Sure, why not? Absolutely. Hey, there was there was a TV show okay. called Ghostbusters that had a gorilla. Didn't it? Now I wonder if he means if he means the not. There's two. Do you mean the animated show? I think he means the animated show. There was two animated shows. One was actually the real Ghostbusters, meaning the one based on the movie, and then there was because there was another series called Ghostbusters, which had nothing to do with the movie. I watched them both. Yeah. Oh, there was a gorilla in that. Shit, that's what he means. Yeah, that's exactly what he means. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if I had a flying car, but it, it probably did actually. I bet you did. Yeah, I just remember now. <laughs> like that the gorilla is one of the Ghostbusters for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Francis. Uh, very good. Taking me back to my youth there. Good. I think I, I came up with this like five minutes ago. It seemed like a bright idea to me, but now it seems silly. But I would uh, probably start a cover band and have Grodd mind control everyone into loving us. Wait, a, co a cover band? A cover band. I would start a cover band so and have cover, broad mind control. Would you cover just certain like groups or anybody? Probably just a journey band. Oh, I'm I'm 100% behind that. <laughs> I'd, cover, I'd be a journey cover band. And Grod could mind control all the haters. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. That'd be awesome. So everybody would be applauding for you guys. They would love you. <laughs> See? That's cool. Good. He's your like your roadie kind of basically. Uh, in the chat, so we actually have a few people watching. Uh, Victor Snyder is here. Actually, Victor is usually watching uh, some of our uh, gaming shows like Dungeons and Dragons, which is on tomorrow night. So thank you, Victor, for swinging by here. Uh, Lister's mate, <laughs> Lister's mate says Danielle is Supergirl. Well, that's a nice compliment. <laughs> well, thank you. So he always gives nice compliments to the ladies, and for he just, uh, who cares about you, dudes? Uh, 
actually right behind her. Who is that? Is that a bird? Is that a plane? It's Supergirl. <laughs> oh my God. It's my twins. She really is. She really is Supergirl. Look at that. Um, we have uh, Carrie Johnson uh, says, who wants to see Gorilla Grodd and his army of gorillas versus Caesar and his girls? Oh, from Planet of the Apes. Ooh. Yeah. That would be quite a matchup, actually. Those are both very intelligent. Um, see, well, Caesar's a what? Is Caesar a, a gorilla? No, a chimp? Is yeah, what he is? Grodd's, Grodd's way bigger, yeah, and, and telepathic. He could just tap into their minds. No, that's, nope. I guess that's true. Caesar doesn't have any nope. telepathy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like psychic, steroid-induced gross ape people. <laughs> um, and Francis, Francis is actually watching live. He confirms yes, it's an old Hanna Barbera fun, Funmation cartoon. Yes, I totally okay. remember it now. Thank you, Francis. I totally watched that show. Uh, and then Lister's mate says yes, he remembers that. Uh, and then he also says, why don't you cover the monkeys, Daniel? Because <laughs> she wants to cover Journey. That's why. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but if you're watching, feel, let us know what you would do with Grodd or any super intelligent gorilla. Um, Marks, what's your answer? Uh, you know, I, I was going to have a start of Planet of the Apes Revolution. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait to wear an ape costume, I guess, so I can stand. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wear an ape costume? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'd just be a really ugly ape. And they'll be like, oh, well, whatever. We'll work with you. <laughs> well, you've got the facial hair already going, so that's a good start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, see what happens. I like gorillas and uh, and orangutans. I do not like monkey, like certain monkeys, though. I got peed what? on. My head got peed on by monkeys. <laughs> so <I don't> like <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Now we have to hear the story. It was just at a zoo? <laughs> Or just like going yeah, outside your house, you have monkeys and trees. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> yeah, we went uh, we went to Florida, and on the way back, we stopped somewhere that was like a like a monkey, monkey like a monkey jungle, and uh, in Miami, and and there's this one area where you go in, and it's like the humans are are, are gated in, right, or in the cage, and the apes are all free run around the monkeys and stuff. And and you got this pathway to go, you know, walk along, and the little monkeys. Some of them will follow you because you could feed them. You can like put little nuts in these little uh, little trays, and like, and and they'll like uh, grab it and, and uh, pull it up and eat the eat the uh, peanuts and stuff. Anyway, uh, we were being followed around and stuff. And next thing I know, I felt water hit my head. I turn around, and there's these two monkeys, and they they literally did this like like this thing. Like if it wasn't us, you know. <laughs> like ah, uh, dirty monkeys. <laughs> uh, hey, what's why you call them dirty? Are you, that's not very nice. Because <laughs> they peed on me. It's why. <laughs> uh, well, we pee too. So are we dirty? Well, yeah, we kind of are. I guess. Um, if I pee on your head, I'm dirty. <laughs> so not one monkey, but two monkeys peed on your head. Is that what you're telling me? I I don't. I assume one of them did, and the other one was just egging him on. Yeah, the other one was like, yeah, get that guy. Get the ugly-looking monkey. That doesn't fit in with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you, like, uh, leave immediately, or did you just keep walking around and just had it all over you? 
<laughs> you know, I we kept walking around. Yeah, wasn't a lot of pee. They're little monkeys. <laughs> wasn't much I could do. I, I think uh, maybe we had some. I guess they had some something for me to dry off a little bit, and you know, I went to the bathroom, put your head in the sink. Yeah, no, I cleaned off quite well afterwards. So. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Now I really like monkeys even more. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a gorilla, and the gorilla was nice, and did not pee on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's much easier, I think, for monkeys, right, to get in position to do that. <laughs> and they said his favorite TV show was was the Planet Apes TV show. Who the gorilla? Was there TV set up in his area? They haven't watched TV, you know, through the day. And they said his favorite TV show is Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that makes sense if you see yeah. other... Uh, although, in that... in the, Which one? The, the original? Oh, do you mean the original? Or do you mean... Yeah. The TV show. Oh, yeah. the TV show. Well, yeah, that was yeah, based on the old original movies, right? Yeah. Where the, but there were all people in costume in that one, right? Yeah. Okay. So those aren't real apes. <laughs> That's some real apes. <laughs> uh, yes. In, in the chat, Victor Snyder said, going back to the uh, thing about Caesar, he says Caesar's a team builder. He would win in the long run. That's a good argument. Uh, and also, Victor Snyder wants to know, what did you do to the monkeys to incur their wrath where they peed on you? I didn't do anything. Maybe we weren't feeding them fast enough. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the impression they were just bored and they were just like pranksters, you know? <laughs> They, they, they act like teenager kids. Yeah, they're they're so, probably teen monkeys, but they were. Teen monkeys, yes. <laughs> it was Beast uh, Fran- Boy from Teen Titans. He just turns into a monkey ah. hands out and pees on people. There's DC tie in there. Francis in the chat wants to know, yeah, no one in the right mind would say the Marky Mark Planet of the Apes was their favorite movie. <laughs> I, I see that. I think maybe I... Is that the one with Tim Burton directed? Oh, was that the last yeah. one that they did? The, or the, I mean, before the reboot? Yeah, yeah. Reimagining? Yeah. Help me out, Francis. Uh, that wasn't that great. You're right. If that was it. Since he said Marky Mark, though, something I was thinking about yesterday. I don't know why, because I think about strange things. I want to know, did Mark, did I, has anybody ever called you back in the day, Marksy Mark and the Funky Bunch? Yes, I, I've had people tease me like that, yes. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I was hoping they did. I will not keep doing that. I just wanted to know if it happened when you were younger. Okay. <laughs> He's like, please stop immediately. Uh <laughs> Of course, we want to do it in the chat, folks. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll give my answer to this question. If you just join us, we're talking about uh, if you're friends with a super intelligent girl like Rod, what would you want to do together? So I want to play off of his intelligence because I think in the like the animated show or the comics, he's act he actually is like really smart. Doesn't he actually like read all the books and stuff and do like actually really intelligent stuff, right? And like make plans. He's like even more intelligent, yeah. I feel, than they portray him in the show. I think. Um, so I want him to help me build a time machine. Uh, because he's smart enough to do that, I think. And then we're going to go back to, uh, I'm going to work in, I was an ancient history major, so I'm gonna, we're going to go back to ancient Greece, and I want to see him uh, have a philosophical discussion with like all the ancient, like Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, all those people. Uh, so I think because he'd be very good at that, discussing philosophy, because he's so smart. So I'm going to combine Time Machine and Ancient Greece, two of my things I think are great together. I'm not going to take over the world. On. What was I that? think Rod would take over the world. <laughs> no, see, no, but see, I'm trying to go where I focus his energy into more productive things so he doesn't take over the world. <laughs> just keep him busy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd just be like, now the humans don't have guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how he laughs, too. <laughs> 
Uh, in the chat, Francis says, yes, Tim Burton was the directed one of Planet of the Apes was the one Marky Mark was in. Mark Wahlberg, sorry. I'll call him by his right name. Uh, Victor says he liked that movie up until the last five minutes. Sorry, so I guess he just didn't like the ending. I don't really remember too much about that movie, period. So. Yeah, I barely remember it, yeah. I remember like the first five minutes, and that's it. The first, okay, you got the first five. Victor's got the last five, and now we just need all the middle part. The, the, none of it matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, folks, if you haven't seen, I always confuse these, but Rise of the Planet of the Apes was before Dawn, right? Which doesn't make any sense to me, really, but that they titled that one. But it? Right. Yeah, it always confuses me because Dawn, I feel, should be first one. But That's, I think yeah, like but Rise was actually the first one. That movie I love. I think that was a fantastic reboot. If you haven't seen it, go watch that movie. It was so well done. Oh, yeah, it's it was great. actually one of my favorite. It was probably like, I think it was my second favorite movie of the year came out. Um, it was awesome. All right, let's see here. All right, so that's our super tweet. You can keep tweeting uh, in the comments or tweet us at Super Geeked Up if you're watching the post. We always love to hear your answers. Uh, so now, folks, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the different shows this week. Flash, Supergirl, Arrow. We got some news in the middle of that. Uh, but we are going to start with the fastest man alive, or at least talking about him. We're going to go over to Marks, who's not the fastest man alive, but he's going to lead this discussion on The Flash. I could be. Who knows? <laughs> he had a Flash last time. I did. I, I did a Flash routine last time. It was great. You get, um, or maybe you're going to Flash us like Marky. Marky used to Flash us as an underwear. Yeah. No, I don't think. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no tidy whities Oh, there you go. Nice, nice callback to when Danielle was on uh, Super Geek. <laughs> <laughs> Brings back so much um, memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Flash this week, it was Attack on Central City, part two of the previous episode, which was Attack on uh, Gorilla City. So this is episode 14 in season three. <clears throat> now the teleplay was from, everybody wrote this was producers, right? So the teleplay was from Benjamin Robb and Derek A. Hughes. Oh, I could swear one of them was, went by the name Speedweed on the episode, but uh, that's what they have on IMDb. Uh, Speedweed is a maybe one of them. Speedweed wrote today this week's Arrow, actually. Oh, that's what that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, never mind. Um, and uh, those two together have written Dead or Alive, The New Rogues, and King Shark. So maybe we'll get a King Shark grill grill uh, grog after all. Okay, that's in the episode too. Says that. Yeah, they've, they've, yeah. it. they've written King Shark before. I think it could happen. Um, it's also they wrote the teleplay story by was uh, Todd Helping. It's also a producer. He did Guerrilla Warfare, which is a Guerrilla Grod episode. He also wrote the Invasion episode for Flash, uh, Escape from Earth Two, a bunch of different episodes. Um, so in this episode, you know the team thinks they defeated Grod, they stopped Grod from being able to invade Earth uh, One, uh, and so they're going on doing their own little things. And Jesse and Wally uh, tell Harry that Jesse's going to stay on Earth One. Harry takes it pretty well. Of course, we find out as the episode goes on, he's got some plans, you know, <laughs> some funny plans uh, to try to mess things up. And uh, and team learns pretty quick that uh, they didn't change the future after all. Grill Grodd has come to Earth-1 when Gypsy attacks them. And, you know, can the Flash team stop them? Uh, an, invading, an invasion of super smart gorillas? And, uh, you know, and will Gypsy help them out or not? So... Um, I really liked this episode. It was a good continuation. Um, I like little, I really like, I really like seeing Harry and HR, you know, together and their interactions of each other. Um, and they're so different in personality and such. I'm sure the actor had a fantastic time doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the dialogue lines, some subtle references 
or maybe not subtle references, but some references like the green elf suit guy, you know, of Green Arrow and uh, oh, the did you just Luke Star killer me? You know, referencing Luke Skywalker's. That was film. good. That was that was a very clever way to work in Star Wars. That was, and and with the deal is like on that Earth, right? That's actually what he could being called. Yep, yep, that was nice. Um, I didn't realize how much I missed Harry until this episode. I really, I really like him. I hope we get to see him, re, you know, make some guest appearances again. Uh, and of course, any episode of Super Smart Apes is going to be great. <laughs> and I can't remember who who uh, said that about comic books that you just got to put apes in them. You know, there's that time period where apes were in everything in comic books. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah I, who said that? I don't. I don't remember. I gotta. I gotta like look that up. But I remember someone saying that in comic books. They just gotta put ape in it. And it'll sell. So uh, <laughs> what? That's all right. Hang on. Are you just making this shit up? Like, <laughs> no, it's true. Honest. I, I'll tweet it, and it'll be true. <laughs> right. I guess Marx is the one who said it right now. No, I could swear I've heard that. I just I didn't get time to look it up to see who who uh, said that. But. Um, because if you know, like the history of comic books, there was a time period where there were apes like all over the place, like Gorilla Grodd. And other, I don't. Others. Okay, I don't remember that. I've read a lot of comic books. I don't remember that at all, to be honest with you. I remember Gorilla Grodd, and that's it. And Grape Ape. Okay, people can fact check era. this after this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's get these um, facts out of here. Yeah, we need a fact check, please, on aisle three. Yeah, in the chat, um, start fact checking, Marks. Okay, yes, yes start fact checking me. Um, uh, Gypsy was great. Love to see Gypsy. Only uh, maybe bad thing, sort of, is just like, you know, it's kind of convenient that girl, I think you kind of referenced this a little bit too, Jeff, in the last episode. It's a little convenient that Gypsy happened to get captured right around then to give Grodd a backup plan to come to Earth. Um, uh, the whole no-kill policy totally is true for uh, Flash, but it, it, it does get a little, like, eye-rolling a little bit when you're getting, like, invaded by gorillas, <laughs> like a warfare uh, situation. So I can definitely understand why you might have to kill someone in that scenario. I'm glad Flash didn't have to really go that far with it. But uh, um, and also, whenever the the three Flashes, or the three Speedsters, took on the Gorillas, I thought they could have. There's no way they were going to really beat them, probably. But I thought they could have fought them a little bit smarter because they were just a little too direct against these like super strong apes. Would have liked to have seen them try a few things and then then fail. So, but otherwise. Lots of fun, great episode, another good classic uh, installment of Flash. What'd you guys think? What would you think, Jeff? It was it was a really awesome episode. Uh, Danielle called the last week. She actually thought this was going to be well. I'll see what she thinks, but she thought this was going to be better than the previous one. Uh, I thought it was. The um, so I was actually very surprised that uh, most of the episode was not about Grodd at all, and it's only at the very end where they actually had a battle. Mainly from the previews, it looked like it was going to be a big battle episode. I'm actually 100 cool with that. I actually liked that most of this episode was a big deal about Barry trying questioning his ethics and tr being true to himself and having to be reminded about there is a better way to do things. You're not you're not Oliver. You're not these other people, right? You, and that's why I love the Flash so much because and, and like a lot of other heroes like Spider Man and stuff where, where they they do try to always find another way, right? They don't kill. They they be the better person. Um, I thought that was great that they actually dealt a lot with that like that. I think that's the kind of stuff that really makes shows worthwhile. Invest talking about themes like that, right? I much prefer that actually just to seeing battles all the time in action. Um, and I thought they did it really well. And, and it was actually nice that, that Iris was the one uh, to basically kind of remind him of that uh, and who he was. Um, 
the uh, yeah, I mean, so overall, I think it was a really awesome episode. I agree. Like, Harry is one of my all-time favorite characters. Um, so the one thing I've been bummed about this year is that he's not a regular. I do. The more I see HR, the more I really dig him. He's hilarious. I agree. The, the two of them together is just so fun. Like him, Harry calling him a moron, and HR just joking around and being a, a zany weirdo. And oh, the beginning of it when he was decorated with Friends Day or whatever it was. It's called. <laughs> yeah. That was so great and he's giving everybody cards oh that was that was awesome i love it and so i was i was only bummed that harry went back at this episode so we don't get to see harry for a while again probably um so i would like harry and jesse both to stay because i'm cool i'm glad jesse's staying i really like jesse too i want to see both more of both those guys but i'm okay with hr as long as there's some tom cavanaugh character there <laughs> like i you seriously he's such a, he's he's such an awesome actor i think and so good at all the different way he plays wells different wellses um so yeah so it was really good uh gypsy uh i haven't been quite as sold on the gypsy cisco stuff as you guys but i did dig it this time i, I think it's progressed it's good there was some nice stuff there let's just made in the chat though says what did he say he, he wasn't didn't think, think that as much he says the weird thing with cisco and the bounty hunter that's kind of odd uh well i'm not sure do you mean their romance anthony let me know in the chat what you mean by that um I mean, I, th I think that works, what they're trying to do there with, with those two. Um, the reactions that Jesse and Wally had when she kissed him were just like, <laughs> were just like priceless. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think his mouth was agape and she was just like. She was like this, yeah. <laughs> just like, it was awesome. <laughs> that's the kind of fun stuff I love that The Flash does. And I'm like, glad to see they're doing it again. The only, so nitpicky thing I'm going to do is when, Harry left. The goodbye with Jesse was very like quick and kind of like, all right, yeah, see, see you, Dad. Kind of like, I'm not going to be with you anymore. I'm going to be on Southern Earth. And it was, I'm okay with it because she's probably somewhat still pissed because he acted like a total dick and pretended that he was dying to try to. <laughs> so she's probably still pissed at that. I still would have liked to see a little bit more of a heart. They've usually, t in the past, they've taken time for Jesse and Harry to have those heartfelt moments. I would have liked to have seen one there. Um, anyway. That's again, just a little nitpicky thing. Danielle, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought, well, I, I think this was my prediction come true. It was a, a way better episode for me. Um, I would like to have seen a better fight scene out of Jesse Quick and uh, Kid Flash because they were all lined up, ready to go. I was super excited to see some cool action-packed shots, but it just seems like it was not, it was very anticlimactic for me. Because I was the whole preview was of this big fight setup, and that's what I was looking for. And we kind of got it at the end for like five minutes, but then Gypsy and Cisco saved the day. Uh, I actually really like their dynamic. I, I'm not bothered by it because I, I kind of like that he needs someone to kind of play off of now, someone that's strong for him, especially since all the animosity towards Barry that's happened since uh, Flashpoint. So I think he needs someone to be there for him, and, and she's scared to be that rock for banter back and forth and all the stuff you know when he keeps saying you know i know you dig me he must have said that like five times throughout the episode <laughs> he was very <laughs> cocky particularly in the beginning he says like oh no one loves me and then he gets like super cocky about it though <laughs> like you're what, so what did, into me yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did he say in the beginning of the episode he's like oh i wish i had someone to share a donut yeah. with or something right and Caleb's probably like yes you'll find someone blah blah, blah. And he's not convinced like oh i'm gonna be lonely blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like, no, I wish I had someone to share my love donut with. I think he was saying that. So he's like taking a bite of it. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was a really good episode, and it's really nice too because 
I think Flash has been kind of going back and forth between being dark and not being... I think they kind of find, found their light again when uh, when the no-kill policy came up again. It's like, you need to remember that there's always a way. And I really liked that line that Harry had to say before he left. You know, there's always another way, Flash. And also, I got my fangirl moment, the proposal heard round the universes. Oh, that's right, because you really dig Iris and Barry, right? Oh, yes. So, I now, the proposal heard round. Okay, wait, I want to talk about that in a second. Let me share some things in the chat before I, I lose them, though. Uh, first off, Dalek Bieber and uh, Paul Renshaw just started watching. Thank you, guys. Paul says Flash is awesome. I agree. Francis is saying uh, with the act, with the action scene, it was probably a budget thing. It looks expensive to make a big old gorilla battle. That could be true because I think Mark's mentioned last week, right? They must have spent so much money in these past two episodes. <laughs> it's like, oh, for sure. It's a yeah. good thing they all had telepathy, so they didn't have to really sink their their lips. <laughs> <laughs> but they look really good, though. Like I said, they did a great job on the CG on the gorilla CG. Like it looks awesome. Oh yeah. Right? Um, then listeners made said about the Cisco gypsy thing was odd. It just made it seem like both of them are desperate for a little something, something. Well, they both probably are, to be honest with you. I mean, I think with Cisco, yes, he wants some sex. Uh, I don't know who knows what gypsy's doing. Um, it's all right. Uh, they had a nice kiss, you know? Yeah. I like how he's like, I'm going to marry that girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, let's give the proposal. Um, now, okay, I want to make sure I, I did not miss something. The way they did it, he proposed, well, first off, he told that nice story, which I, I thought was actually pretty cool. He talked about his what, great-grandfather, I think it was, in World War One. I'm waiting for him to show up in Legends of Tomorrow. It's going to happen. <laughs> his great-great-grandfather? Oh, please don't. Uh, they'll just ruin it. Uh, but then, he, and then he, when, he, when he proposed, we didn't hear her answer, right? She like took this inhale of breath, and then they cut away, right? Is that correct? They cut, they cut. To make everybody, of course, have to freaking wait. So, do you like that? Do you not like that, that they left it hanging? I didn't like that they left it hanging. It's already enough that we have to worry about her dying or not dying. You don't have to leave me on another cliffhanger about her. That makes me upset. Just give me the yes or the no. <laughs> she may say no. She may be like, I think you're doing this because you think I'm going to die, and I'd rather it be a different circumstance. So... That's true. You know, because from her reaction, it looks like she absolutely could say no. Now, that I may be just like a mislead to try to keep us in suspense about not knowing which way she's going to answer it. Um, I don't know. I, it was unexpected. I didn't think he was going to propose that quick soon. I didn't think <laughs> so. Either, but you got that hint, though, as soon as Harry said that line, it kind of cut to his face. You could see he was going to do something because something spectacular because to hang on that moment like that. Uh, but I mean, Iris is personality has changed over the seasons now that she knows she has a death wish on her and that it's fate that may be coming true i think she's more cautious about living her life and uh, a couple episodes prior before when she went after that one guy and really like suck her chest to the gun mm-hmm. uh, i don't think she's scared of anything but i don't think she would want to rush a wedding like that and i i think she like you said jeff thinks that it's just out of because he thinks she's gonna die yeah. So I think I think she'll probably say she'll probably say no, or to wait. Let's wait and see until we get to that point, and then if we survive, then I'll say yes. Is probably what she might say. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Ooh, so let's share some chats here. First off, uh, Carrie Johnson says Cisco needs some loving, man. Gyp- Gypsco for life. <laughs> nice Gypsco. Gypsco. I like that one. I like that one. It's good. <laughs> um, now Francis. Okay, this is my favorite comment so far. I talked about this last week. 
So uh, Danielle is all Iris Berry. Great. I, I'm not so much Iris Berry. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. It's fine. But it's not my ideal choice. So he says, they're going to pull an arrow, have Iris die, bring back Patty Spivet, and we'll have a speedster marriage with little speedster babies. <laughs> Ooh. Patty Spivet forever. Yes. I love Patty Spivet so much. <laughs> Hang on, but wait, are you, does that mean, does, does Patty Spivet become a speedster in the comics? Is that what he's referencing? No, his kids do. Flash's kids do. Flash's kids do, yeah. Mm. No. But Flash gets, I mean, Flash does marry Iris in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I would like yeah. him to be with Patty Spivet. On that earth. <laughs> or what? On that earth. Oh, yeah, on that earth, right. All right. I just want Patty Spivet, period. You know what? I want, here's, here's the thing, Greg Berlanti, for your 100th show, because I think you have like 99 going right now, um, Please make a Patty Spivet show. Just it's all about her. That's all I need. She doesn't even have to be with Barry. It's fine. I would watch any show with that character in it. <laughs> Don't put her in Legends, please, because then you would destroy her. <laughs> she's gonna be on Legends. No, no, she no, she's not. Because it makes no sense. Not that any of that show does make sense, but <laughs> no, her character would make no sense there at all. No, oh, look at this. So for, thank you, Francis. Francis is a uh, font of knowledge here. Uh, says she does. Patty Spivet is a speedster in the comic. She's known as Miss Ms. Flash slash Hot Pursuit. Really? Hot wow. Pursuit. That's not huh. Hot Pursuit. That makes sense, though, because she was a cop, right? So she's in Hot Pursuit. Of a criminal. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't. Well, oh, that's interesting. What did they call the girl Flash um, that was in season two? The one that disintegrated oh, the one, away? Yeah, the one who was a, the scientist who came up with that, right? I, have, yeah. I don't remember what they called her at all. Oh, when she was taking Anybody? the V6. Yeah, I, in the chat, help us out. Francis will be able to know who it, what she was called. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, maybe Patty Spivet could make a return then sometime if, if she becomes a speedster. Could be. There's a lot maybe. of speedsters. I know. There are a lot of speedsters. She, yeah. And you have Jesse Quick, so I don't think they'd throw in another female. Um, Maybe not the sin. So Carrie says, so who was that guy Gypsy was talking to before Cisco arrived? Well, he was, he was a, I thought he was a different Flash, right? From a different Earth? Yeah. I think he Earth, is, yeah. Earth-19's Flash, apparently. Okay. Because that's where she's from, right? Is Earth-19? I think, or she was just arresting somebody, or I don't know. Yeah, I think she's just, editor. well, yeah, well, she's just HR is from Earth-19. That is her universe. Sure, yeah. HR is definitely from Earth-19, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the whole legal system there. Like, how many other uh, vibe vibesters are there? Is there a vibe force? <laughs> That's a pretty good name, though. The vibe force. Vibe force. <laughs> that would be neat. Well, speaking of vibe too, uh, we did start to learn in this episode that he's starting to vibe feelings. Yeah. Hmm. He's gonna be like he's like has the force. He'd be like Vader. Search your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Cisco could be pretty powerful. Develop those abilities. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what new things he's going to get. He's already nailing down the portal thing, so I'm excited to see new stuff he can have. Wants to be nailing Gypsy, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, yes, he um, is very good at the portal. That makes it much easier for them to go between worlds. Now. <laughs> oh, much easier for privacy. Francis. This is on top of things. He says, they think the female speedster's name that you're referring to, Danielle, was Trajectory. Ah, uh, okay. I think that's right. Was I still want to know what Earth... Uh, trajectory. Oh, okay. Hot Pursuit's I better. What, <laughs> yeah. I still don't know what Earth that was all fiery and stuff that they went to whenever they were popping back and forth. 
Um, they did? In a previous episode, yeah. Gypsy oh, when and... they had the fight the first time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they went to Supergirl's uh, Cat Co. Yeah, yeah. So, because we knew all the other Earths, but we don't know that one. I'm just kind of curious. I'd be curious to see if that's going to be anything. I thought it was like another Star Wars reference of the lava planet. <laughs> oh, it could be. There seem to be like a lot of Star Wars references in, in these uh, CW shows. Well, that makes sense because, you know, they're, they're like their fellow geeks like us, right? They love all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, the lightsaber joke that everyone loved in Legends, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that you love that I hated. <laughs> No, see, that see that's a cheesy way to do it. Luke Scar Star Killer is a clever way to reference Star Wars. Yep. Well, uh, I know next time the episode's called Wrath of Savitar, so we're gonna see some more Savitar. Well, because that's at the very end of the episode, right? That Wally runs into him. I have a theory that I hope is not true. I've had it for for a few weeks now. Ooh, I do too. I wonder if you have the same one as me. Yeah, I have a th I had a, there was a reference that they made real quick X amount of episodes ago about like who 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 becomes Avatar or something like that. You know, I, I never even really thought about it. I was like, that's somebody from whatever time in the way in the past or something. But what if since Avatar apparently already met Flash at some point, right? Which I, I don't know. Flash needs to quit meeting his bad guys before he meets him. <laughs> but uh, it'd be very confusing. Um, uh, what if somehow while he's pursuit of getting faster and faster to stop Savitar from killing his sister actually turns him into Savitar somehow and fulfills the prophecy? That's that's oh, what that. my theory was too. How Wally is Savitar? How Wally? How Savitar yeah. needs a body to harvest to become real, to become life again, and I think he needs a body to harvest. That's why he had alchemy, uh, taking all these people from Flashpoint that had. I was wondering. If maybe he needed somebody with a, um, a metahuman to harvest his body into, and I think uh, Wally has a stronger connection to him. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Explain why he wasn't the the vision of the future too. You think he'd pop in and try to help? Who knows? Hmm. All right. That that could be possibly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and rate this episode, guys. If you're ready. All right. Oh, yeah. Let me share guys. some quick uh, chats here first. Let's see, Listermate says if they're going to bring in Gypsy more, they need to show more of her from the other Earths. All right, well, actually, I think that, that's not necessarily a bad thing to show a little more backstory on her. Uh, and then Francis says, also, Patty Spit was one of my favorite characters in Flash, and she needed to stay around for a long time. Thank you, Francis. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she does. I like that I, actress. I mean, honestly, she... that... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Marks. Oh, I like that actress. She was on uh, Timeless, the she first was. episode of Timeless, and she died. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, she's going to be in the show? Great. And then she dies. <laughs> oh, well. So I watched the first five minutes of Timeless, and then I thought it was so bad I turned it off. So I didn't. I don't think I got to her. Uh, but I guess that's fine. Since she died, I, that doesn't, if she was in it, I probably would watch it. But since she died, I don't have to watch it. Speaking of why is there so many time travel shows now? They're everywhere. They're popping up over the place. I know. See, why do, whenever I come up... <laughs> Whenever I come up with ideas, because I was working on a time travel thing too, and then I'm like, God damn it, now everybody's doing a fucking time travel thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's always the way like it is. They're always coming like these things, coming like spurts. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, oh, so she uh, was in what was she? One Tree Hill, though. I think she was in one of those CW yeah, shows, of those shows before before Flash, or like uh, one of the regulars or something. Um, she's awesome. Yeah. I like that's why I, I mean I, last that was my favorite episode last season. All the ones she was in. 
All, All right, right, so one out of five lightning bolts. What do you guys give it? Danielle, what do you give it? I'm going to do five lightnings. Ooh. Saving them. Uh, you know what? I think I'm also going to go five lightning bolts for this one. Wow. Five across five the board. I, I don't think, know. Mark I hasn't think... given it yet. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I was going to say four and a half, but I, I think... We I think, yeah, you. I don't think, I don't think, yeah, you persuade me. <laughs> I don't think it gets too much better than this. I grod uh, mind control. Yeah. Ah, yes. I, grod I hear Grod's voice. <laughs> you will give this five lightning bolts. These five lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, five lightning bolts. <laughs> All right, awesome. Okay, you know what? The only thing, yes, the only thing I would have made it better is Patty Smith was in it. So I guess I need, I need to reserve a ranking beyond five lightning bolts whenever she's in a show. <laughs> That's a six, six lightning bolt episode. Yeah, five <laughs> plus. Uh, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says, "I think Adrian chases Megatron. I mean, Savitar. Well, that'd be interesting when we get to Arrow. That's really going to be interesting if he's also Savitar. <laughs> um, we'll talk more about him later. All right. Uh, so, all right, very good. We really loved Flash. Now, oh, we got some news items now. So, we're going to talk about Supergirl and Arrow still." A little bit later, but we got uh, Mark's has some news items for us. <clears throat> yeah, um, so a couple of news items, um, and thanks to Raisa who tweeted some of these to me. Um, so if you guys watch iZombie, which is, happens to be a DC comic book, uh, not in the DC universe though, but it is a DC comic book converted to a CW show. Um, we learned that one of the iZombie stars, uh, Raul Kali. Hope. I'm terrible with names. Uh, who's, who's a regular on the show, plays Ravi, um, is going to guest star an up- upcoming episode of Supergirl. He's going to play Jack Sphere, who's a, quote, charismatic tech genius who has spent decades working on a medical innovation that will eradicate major illnesses and change the face of the world, if it works. Uh, it's going to be episode 18, called Ace Reporter, where the producers say they're going to focus uh, heavily on the journalism side of, of, uh, of Supergirl. Um, and if you haven't heard of Sphere, he's a character from the comic books, mutated into a supervillain called Biomax, who could control minds. Oh, uh, more now, mind control, jeez. I know, right? Him and <laughs> him, him and Gorilla Growl team up. Uh, he um, he's actually more of a green. Uh, he's more of a Green Arrow villain in the comic books. Not specifically Green Arrow, but he's a little bit more of a Green Arrow villain. Um, and it also they tied in this character with. Lena Luther somehow. I think they have a romantic past. So maybe we'll learn a little more about Lena Luther. Old flames. Um, old flames. So interesting to see if he does mutate, become a bad guy or not, or how they're going to change that storyline around. Uh, another piece of news is there's another show coming potentially to CW. They're doing the pilot right now. <clears throat> we don't know if it's going to be the same Earth or not or what exactly, but it's going to be Black Lightning. Uh, if you don't know who Black Lightning is, he's one of the first... Uh, black superheroes in, in DC Comics, and um, hence by the name, he does control lightning, which which might affect our lightning bolt rating. Now I think about, it. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll deal with that next year. Um, so the the synopsis right now for the episode is Jefferson Pierce made his choice. He hung up the suit and his secret identity years ago, but with a daughter hell bent on justice and a star student being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend, Black Lightning. And uh, 
Uh, he's going to be played by Chris. So a lot of the news right now is, is casting news, right? And so he's going to be played by Chris Williams. If you're a fan of Heart of Dixie, you, you'll recognize that. Oh, um, am I ever? Whoa, I watch that every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a cute Jeff's show. favorite show. Yeah. So Julie, Julie really liked the show. and, and I'm not actually dissing on it. it. I mean, it just, yeah, I haven't watched it. It looks cute enough. <laughs> that was uh, Rachel Blisson, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, well, as Francis was watching, I would watch Heart of Dixie okay. over Riverdale any day of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag Riverdale strong, Francis. <laughs> and um, so the casting notices about Jefferson Pierce, a.k.a. Black Lightning, does give us a little bit more insight, too. It's, uh, the character was described as a former three-time gold medal uh, decathlon winner turned principal of a South Central High School, a father figure to his students and hero to the local community. Jefferson is also devoted to his two daughters, deeply in love with his ex-wife, Lynn, has a great passion for justice and a quick temper. He spent years learning how to control. And speaking of his daughters, they cast his daughters, uh, Nafisa Williams, who's going to be in the new Twin Peaks, actually, really soon, Hmm. and China Ann McClain. Um, They're going to play Anissa and Jennifer Pierce. And... um, Anissa Pierce is described as a 20-something daughter who balances the demands of medical school with teaching part-time at her father's school. And uh, Jennifer Pierce is described as independent, outspoken scholar-athlete with a wild streak of her own. And in the comic books, these two characters eventually got powers and they became known as Thunder and Lightning. So, kind of a different take uh, on some of the shows with an older former superhero and his family, you know, father figure type person. So yeah, so one of the one of the daughters is called Lightning, and his name is Black Lightning, right? I guess so. Thunder That's Lightning, yeah. Hey, maybe it's just been like Thunder and Drizzle or something. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know if they're gonna have powers anytime soon, but that's what they were called in the comic books. So, <clears throat> so I don't know if there's gonna be a lightning force, and that's how they get their powers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the speed force like the speed force and the vibe force <laughs> but uh but it should be interesting we don't know yet if they're going to be in the supergirl earth or on the arrowverse earth or what um or so, a totally different one i guess it could be too or it could be a totally different one so who knows <clears throat> i'm hopeful i know static shock isn't um directly connected to black lightning uh but i always like static shock and i hope somehow they can eventually work him in there and we can see him at some point. Was Static shot in Batman Beyond? Yeah, I think so. So he's a future guy, right? No, not oh, but he started he, as that was just a different incarnation of him. See, do you remember Milestone? No. So DC Comics decided they needed more black and Hispanic and stuff characters, so they created another universe <laughs> and another uh, another uh, publishing imprint called Milestone. And they created a bunch of characters, including Static Shock and, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember their names now. A bunch of different minority characters. Uh, Static Shock was by far the most popular. And he got an animated series and stuff too. Um, and in the comic books over time, they've they've kind of integrated those characters into normal DC Universe and in weird, strange, rebooting ways, flashpointy ways. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I don't know. We'll see. What do you guys think about the show? You think like good or every time you've said static shock i have the animation theme song stuck in my head now <laughs> every, every time you kept saying it it just kept playing over and over <laughs> yeah that's what i'm hoping i would love 
like I don't understand why CW like this show sounds good and such, but why aren't they doing Teen Titans or something like that? Because it's like oh, you for the real hard on for Teen Titans. <laughs> well, I just, it just seems like a no brainer to me. So, I would but love anyway. to see live action TV show Teen Titans. Love that's what he's talking about, right? Yeah, that's what Mark is talking about. I think right live action. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see live action. I mean, I agree. No, I agree. It would totally fit with what they're doing. It's a strange. Uh, I mean, Black Lightning sounds great, and I and I'm looking forward to it. But I'm like, I don't understand why they're skipping. Uh, there might be legal reasons and stuff. Or maybe somebody else is working on it right now, but uh, they should be doing that. Yeah, no, I'm all for, I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm excited to see Black Lightning. I'm all about cool for that. Uh, all right, you want your Teen Titans? See, I want my Birds of Prey. That's what I want. I want that <laughs> to redo Birds of Prey. Do it really well this time. I'd be cool, Birds of Prey too. You know, you could get Black Canary. Huntress, Felicity. Oracle, oh, come on, man! Like, it's like Felicity in a wheelchair again, and her chip sorts out. <laughs> calls herself Oracle. <laughs> no, 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 not Felicity. No, 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 no. I want real Oracle, Barbara Gordon Oracle. I would like that. I don't think we're going to get that though, unfortunately. You can bring Huntress back from Arrow. They get actress who's now she should be in this show. You know, she could, yeah, she's had some mental, uh, uh, tra- mental training. No, mental <laughs> therapy or something. I don't know. Well, but think. this is how she could. I mean, even the comics. Huntress was always kind of the very headstrong, you know, kind of a little bit out of control one. So when she became Birds of Prey, like that helped her calm down and get, you know, more of a team player. So that could work here too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be good with either one. Oh, so, right. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get the the Dinah Drake from Arrow. She could be the Black Canary in it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Somehow find a way to sneak Patty Spivet in there. <laughs> yes. Well, look, so Birds of Prey is all about all, all female group, which is which is great. So there, Patty. I don't care. Patty. Patty can be the speedster of the group. There you go. She can be hot pursuit. Hot pursuit. Yeah. Or she could be the villain. That That's brilliant. Fun. Brilliant idea. <laughs> and then she'll fight Sharon Stone from the Bat Catwoman movie. <laughs> she'll fight who? Sharon Stone from the Catwoman movie. Remember the tar- terrible Catwoman movie? Uh, oh wait, with Halle, Halle Berry. Berry? Sharon Stone, the yeah. villain. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. I've never actually I've never seen, seen the movie, but I caught know. part of it. I was in it. Oh no, no, it's it's ca- terrible. I cut part of it today on TV just randomly, and I was like, oh, let's watch a little bit of it. It was terrible. Horrible. Um, so, so uh, yeah, anyway. But, you know, like, I think, yeah, that could work. Particularly if, like, Arrow ends, you know, that could be true. Get those characters, head them over to uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah. And All Artemis. Right, anyway, let me, they could fight Artemis, sh- who disappeared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Francis says, ha they already had a Birds of Prey in 2002. Yes, I actually have the DVD right here in my collection, uh, and I watched it when it was on. But what I'm saying is that only lasted one season. It wasn't that good. I want a new Birds of Prey, and I want it to be really awesome. I agree. I like Birds of Prey. I did, yeah. I did enjoy it, but it was very uneven. It was uneven. It was rough. But I, I did. I, there was a lot of potential there. It was. If they, I would have kept watching. They gave it time to develop, for sure. I think it could have become, became really good. Yep. But that wasn't, see, that was on Fox, I think, at the time. There was, it wasn't like, you know, on WB or whatever it was. Oh, I thought time. it was on WB. It was on Fox? Yeah, I'm a, um, was I think so, because Fox has a tendency to cancel all the sh- geeky yeah. shows that I like. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if it was on WB, it would have lasted way longer. It could have been. Maybe it was WB. I don't know. Somebody help me out. No, I think Buff- I was Buffy ruling WB by then. Uh, unless it had moved over to UPN, because at the end, Buffy moved over to UPN for the last two, three seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember the timing of that. Hmm. Uh, this just say, I thought Marx was talking about Sharon Stone for Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Well, that'd be an interesting villain to go against. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, so 
So he also says, my nephews would love a live version of Teen Titans. They watch that cartoon over and over again, times infinity. See, um, I'm telling you. Oh, Teen Francis Titans. Birds of Prey wasn't the WB. All right, nice and corrected. You're right there, Daniel. I would have thought the WB would have gave it more time. I don't know. Yeah, they seem to. If it lasts, makes it past the pilot, they seem to run with it for a while if it's good. I guess I just always like to blame Fox for kids. I don't think I should. Um, but, yeah, they're terrible. They've 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 killed many sci-fi shows. Yeah. So uh, Francis also says, and I, I actually remember reading this. I totally forgot that DC still has plans for a Teen Titans live action. It was supposed to be a cable show, but it ended up getting dropped. That's right. I actually think it was supposed to be on TNT. Some cable network was going to do mm. it, uh, mm. but yeah, I didn't That's know it right. dropped. See, a, a cable company, they should not get a hold of that. I think it should be CW, or if they want to really do good, maybe Stars or HBO. Stars is doing American Gods. I think they would do really well with a live action Teen Titans. Mm. I think C- CW is definitely the best fit, though, because it is like yeah. a very teen, obviously oriented thing. So yeah, it just matters. Or, so dark. You know, it could probably fit on Freeform, right? Yeah. Former ABC Family. Uh, I know you don't want it there, but it would. No. It could fit there. I know you don't think they would do it right, right? But. <laughs> I'm saying I could see them trying to develop it. They have the I could see that network trying to develop it, though. I guess it could be their first really good show. (laughs) (laughs) Francis says HBO comic book TV show would be the best thing ever. All right. Uh, Let's see. All right. That's it for the news, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Unless you guys have something. It's all good. It's all done. No, so we're about to go into Supergirl, but uh, so Anthony had tweeted this out earlier, and he wanted he put it in the chat again. He wanted me to bring up about he wants to know how Kara is able to wear earrings since her skin is impervious. And I basically told him, well, she just uses a kryptonite needle. Is my theory, but I don't know. I mean, that's, this is one of those things you got to go with, I think, right? Maybe they're yeah. not real. Maybe they're uh, non-piercing earrings. Those... They could be clip-ons. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's actually, there was a funny thing in a, an episode of Smallville once where I think it was Lois went to clip, cut Clark's hair and the scissors broke. <laughs> and she was kind of like, what's oh, these scissors are pieces of shit or something like, you know, like that. <laughs> and he just, I, so actually, I, like, apparently he had the mind of just ripping his hair out to get his hair cut. I don't know, like, how else he would get cut it. <laughs> he just does heat vision through a mirror. <laughs> ah, there you Slices. Go. <laughs> really line this up. That could work, actually. That's a good idea. All right, let's go on to Supergirl, though. Danielle is going to tell us about this week's episode. All right. Uh, I think this is episode 214, I believe, because we did 213 last week, uh, titled Homecoming. Uh, When Jeremiah Danvers is rescued from Katniss, and Kara and Alex are thrilled to have their father back, the Danvers arrange a family dinner to celebrate things. But things quickly go awire when a suspicious Monel questions the sudden return of Jeremiah Danvers. Uh, well, that was, was a very dramatic reading. <laughs> That's My, suspicious Monel. <laughs> uh, you know what? I love the direction that Supergirl is going. But for some reason, you could I could not watch this episode at all and tell you how it ended. It was uh, a twist that could be seen from a mile away. That was my only problem with this episode. It was really nice to have Jeremiah back, but you obviously knew something was wrong with him. And sometimes I, I really don't like siding with Monel, but I was siding with him the entire episode from as soon as they got him back, but then they were questioning him. 
and then like the family dinner they had that turned into a just a total crap fest of just anger and getting him out. And I think Alex was going to beat him up. Oh, she was. If he didn't step well, away, attached. yeah, she wouldn't really be able to hurt him. But well, Ma Maggie kind of stepped in front of her too. So, uh, I mean, it was spoiler. You knew that Jeremiah was altered by a. a Oh, sorry. We're uh, lost cyborgs. You sorry, Danielle. We lost you there for a minute. Oh, sorry. Um, you you knew that he was going to be altered genetically, and that he was going to be more cyborg Superman. You knew that it was coming. I totally knew that he was going to betray them and have bigger plans with Katniss. Uh, I think the hardest thing for me that was Alex couldn't believe it, and you know, usually Alex is very f the first one to jump on and be questioning things. And I know it's her father, but still. I expected more question from her, um, but it was very heartbreaking in, in the scene when he was getting away and they had to say goodbye and he, she was either going to have to shoot him or let him go and obviously she was going to let him go. But I think it was a much better episode than their play episodes because they're heading towards their season finale now, so things are getting real serious and with Katniss again. So I, I really like this episode. Uh, what did I you did guys think? I did too. Uh, I actually I guess I'm going to have a different opinion on something because Francis also says in the chat, he, I think he actually said worse episode. Um, I'm not sure if he was reading this one, but he said it was too obvious, I guess, that, uh, you know, Manel, that, so obvious that Manel was going to be right about Jeremiah. Um, I actually think it was just one of the strongest episodes of the whole season. Uh, and I don't know, I guess I actually, to be honest with you, when I was watching, I actually felt it could have gone either way. Like I didn't, I actually didn't know for sure that Jeremiah definitely they were going to go that way or not. I thought maybe um, they might actually have him still be okay, you know, and mainly just because they made such a clear thing about Monel suspecting him. So I I didn't know if they were actually going to do that, make that play, or not. Um, so I don't know. So I I was okay with it because I actually I was I was waiting till the end to see how it was going to turn out with him. Um, yeah. So I mean, I like and I'm I'm totally cool with at Alex. I mean. It's her father, you know. She so they've been apart so long. I'm okay with her totally belie believing him and not, you know. It's her father. I get it. Like why he she would not want to think anything. He'd ever could do anything bad. Uh, I think that added to the drama of it. Actually, I was actually kind of surprised. Kara agreed with Manel so quickly, um, and I swear to God, I thought in the beginning of this episode when Manel started to suspect things and Kara was pissed at him that I thought the relationship was going to end. Just like the Jimmy Olsen thing. I was like, oh, there's another one. Just ended two seconds after it started. Fantastic. Um, so thank God they didn't do that. <laughs> and they're still okay. I also can't believe, this is a totally separate thing, but they actually let Kara have sex. Holy shit. That's amazing. Know, right? Like, wow. Um, that's Get a good fast. <laughs> Maybe they just slept in the same bed. That's all. <laughs> They just cuddled. They just cuddled. Well, I was very good at that. <laughs> um, is it my turn? Yes, it is your turn. <laughs> I did not like this episode very much. Ooh. Marks. Oh. Wait, Marks, before you, you start, you say, well, let me share why Francis doesn't like it. Okay. They're trying too hard to paint Manel as incompetent. I actually think he's becoming more competent now, though. They're trying too hard to force a rift between Carr and Alex. I would have made minded... I wouldn't have minded more teamwork, I guess, like you find in the flash. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, first what I liked is I liked seeing 
Jeremiah sex? again. <laughs> we didn't see sex, so that's no, that's but at least reference to sex. <laughs> it's a start of disappointment, and <laughs> no, these. Um, I, I liked Jeremiah. I like seeing. I like that actor a lot. Dean Cain. Yeah, Dean uh, Cain's really good in the role. Yeah, Dean Cain's great. I love Lois and Clark and everything. So it's great, and he does a great job in his part. Um, and in the action scenes with him when he's all going all cyborgy was really great and stuff too. Uh, and I thought Monel was was well done. He actually uh, was played pretty smart in this episode, right? His big thing was he just has no like um, subtleness. You know, yeah, no subtleness. Yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, this I mean, is also the one where he announced to everyone that they were dating as soon as they walked into the DEO. Yeah. That was hilarious. It, that didn't help either. It was very funny. It took. It took. He's, she's like. It took two seconds. Two seconds of privacy. <laughs> and he's also like um, jealous that he should be. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, and oh, and the Kevin line was pretty. It was pretty funny too. With the darts, and he's like, I accidentally hit hit the fish guy in the head one time, and but he was cool with it, and he's like, Yeah, Kevin's awesome. It was kind of funny. But, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, but I didn't. I did not like. Like, I don't like, so I don't like it whenever they do a story where a villain's tricking somebody, and instead of making the plot really tricky to, to trick the people, they just, they dumb down the main character so they fall for it. And I feel like that's what they kind of did in this episode a little bit. Um, I feel like our government agent guys, uh, Alex and, and, uh, and Marsha Manhunter, who should be the most suspicious and professional of everyone, were way too easygoing with uh, Jeremiah, especially after the hacking incident happened. Um, if anything, at least Marsha Manhunter should have really been really suspicious after that. Um, and I think they just let that go like too easy. I can, can can understand, you know, his his daughter defending him and stuff. I thought her like, you know, pick your side, you know, was a little bit too harsh of a, of a line. Um, Whenever between her and Supergirl, um, so yeah, so that was my main thing. That was not just my main thing. It was kind of like, so you just got somebody from Cadmus, and you didn't like apparently do enough detail of like look at his body to know that his arm is cybernetic. I mean, that was kind of weird. That yeah, that, yes, he had a cy- cybernetic arm. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what did you what did you guys do with this guy? Because I mean, even if he's all like straight and narrow, like I'm a good guy, you know, they could have done something to him. They could do like. Well, they even talk, don't they even talk about that? Um, they had to do, he had to pass a physical or something that, that didn't include checking out his arm. Yeah, what was that physical? I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, I mean, like no scans or anything. I mean, come on. Because uh, they could have, like, they could have done anything to him. They could have had, like, he could not have even been him. You know, he could have been an imposter or something. You know, who knows? Um, which would have been a nice twist, right? What if they had done something where they could, like, they were they had him where they were just hacking through him somehow like a Wi-Fi connection. Who knows? They could have done little, little tricks there, so it wasn't just him being a bad guy too. But but anyway, that was my biggest thing uh, that bothered me about this episode. Um, and also, I re- I was like, why is her heat vision exploding everything? I don't remember that ever happening before. Usually, heat vision vision was all like slice and dice. In this episode, she like shot her heat vision multiple times, and it caused big explosions, and that bugged me a little bit too for some reason um that was not like a big like that next episode terrible kind of deal the the thing that bothered me about the episode was was everybody kind of playing a little dumb so well 
what I think what bothered me too was when Martian uh, he finally brought it like he reads minds that's what he does but it, he finally brought it up like in the middle um, hold on that uh, oh when he was hacking the system and he was like why can't I read your mind I was like why didn't you think about this sooner like as soon as he came back why didn't you try tapping into his mind he wanted to give him privacy <laughs> well he's so yeah, nice I, so nice. He's like he's the first human nice to me. Well, Marsh Manhunter is actually a very, very nice guy in the in the animated series, anyway. Yeah, a little smarter in the animated series, but oh, and also, where are all the government agents at? Like they they just like two like Supergirl and her sister went there to try to stop them, and that's it. And oh, <laughs> try to stop all the main I bad guys. I, I I thought that too. Like that made no sense. But here's logically, I thought that because it was so quick, Supergirl flew Alex and her there, and that's how they got ahead of everybody else. That doesn't. It sounds to me. I think, I think that's probably what it is. Uh, they probably should do a quick throwaway line or something to make that clear and the the time difference and stuff. That would be one thing. Like Alex getting but, uh, sick or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, like somebody radio in and like, or backups coming in, you know, in ten minutes or whatever, you know, kind of thing. They could have said that. And then when we're like, oh, I get it. So it's been so much time, and that's why everyone else is there. Because uh, I don't know how Alex was supposed to take on them by herself, like Super uh, Cyborg Superman alone would just destroy her without like her exo skeleton suit or something going on. I thought too. It was oh my god! I was laughing really hard when they were running away in the forest because I could not picture a supervillain like that running away so awkwardly and so weirdly and so slowly. Wait, who who was it? Jeremiah or but it, it was Superwork Cyberman and um, Luther. Lillian? They, Jeremiah took off after them, and it was just this awkward just run, and they were going so slow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just kind of like looking at my TV like, what am I watching? Because <laughs> usually they're like, like You're their $6 million man uh, reenactments. Because <laughs> I, usually they get in like a helicopter and fly away something badass, super villainish to, to get away and not run through the forest like weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> they were uh, they were reshooting their Blair Witch Project. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Again, I I actually really did like this episode. I, I think a lot of the tension and the, and the drama worked well. Um, so one thing I question is, you know, so near the beginning when Kara uh, and and John are you know ca- uh, rescuing Jeremiah. So there's this, it was a really cool thing where Marsha Manor kind of made it like all the SUVs flip over, right? But how how exactly did he do that? It looked like he just used his kind of disappearing thing. Did he use a mental trick? Like what? I don't. I haven't really seen him do that before. I don't, I don't know. Is there like a force that he can have when he disappears yeah. like that? Is there like a force left over that it just hit and it came off? Of, it's or? a Martian force. <laughs> You're just making that up. <laughs> Kissing like, cousin to Speed Force. Like it looked cool as hell. Actually, it was probably one of the best stunts they've done. I think in the show, but I didn't know how how it actually happened. I was a little confused too, and I think uh, I didn't go. I wasn't able to go back to look at it. But I, I, the only thing I could guess was that he just stopped right in front of it, and and uh, maybe he went invisible so they couldn't swerve out of the way, and they smacked into him, and that's what caused it. But I, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's right. But I think he disappeared before they even smacked into him. But I don't know if the a force of the truck of how fast it was going, if they slam on the brakes, I don't think it would push a truck up that much, though. No, it would not. <laughs> well, maybe he phased through it and lifted it up from 
from half mid mid phase. All, all three of them. <laughs> I, you know, sure. <laughs> he 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 shape shifted his arms out to grab the other two. You know, and and it was all in the script. It was just too expensive. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Actually. Right. <laughs> it looked sick though. It looked great. It did. I think, so. I think we need to. I think we need to replay it and figure out what what happened there. Uh, okay. So, uh, did anybody else find? And again, now I'm nitpicking because uh, overall, I actually did really like it. Uh, when uh, Jeremiah and his wife, I don't what the what's the character's name? I know it's Helen Slater who plays. Anybody? Oh, uh, 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 Alex's mom. Okay. Anyway, so I'll just call it. Just mom. Just mom. Francis. Francis will save us. Yeah, Francis. He knows everything. Uh, like, I, it was a little awkward at first when she said the line. Like, I don't remember what it was, but something about like, I can't do that or something. I don't know who you are, right? And I get uh, it, but it was like when he's trying to like, he just got back and he's trying to reintegrate, and her like is, uh, who the hell are you? <laughs> but he, it kind of came across yeah. that like real nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it was a little rough, a little soon. He wasn't like, "Hey, ready to go back in the bedroom or something?" It was just like, "Hey, want to like you know, go get a coffee or something?" But like, I don't know you. <laughs> Take a snow. <laughs> that would have been great if she was like, "Hey, you want to go in the bedroom?" Well, uh, hey, the kids just stay out here in the living room. <laughs> it's been fourteen years, man, since I've had any loving. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. that was a little awkward. I guess just didn't have a lot of time to do that scene. So yeah. uh, that, that's where they Eliza work. Danvers. Thank you, Francis, in the chat. There we go. Okay. Oh. All right. So, so we're gonna rate him. Rate Supergirl. Uh, I think I would say I'm gonna go with four capes, just because of the plot of Jeremiah, the twist or not. I think dumbing down the characters was a loss. Okay, I also go four capes. I, I think it was a, a strong episode. Uh, I was not, you know, not as much as good as the Flash was. I think this week, but four capes. I definitely enjoyed it. I think it was really good. So, I didn't obviously didn't like a lot of the logic elements of it or how the characters acted, uh, but I did like seeing Jeremiah again. I do like seeing the plot get furthered with Cadmus and such. But so I'm just going to rate it a three, three capes. All right. <clears throat> All right, so now we move on to Oliver Queen and Arrow. All right, so this week's episode was the 15th episode of season five. It is called Fighting Fire with Fire, written by the amazingly named Speedweed and the normally yeah. named Ben Sokolowski, uh, directed by Michael Schultz. All, all of these people have uh, directed several other episodes or written or directed several other episodes of Arrow. Uh, so... Uh, Okay, so this episode, uh, we kind of pick off where, you know, last week's left off, where uh, there's a big to-do about finding out that Oliver covered up the arrows uh, being the killer of that cop's name, who Felicity dated, who I don't remember the name, name of the character. Um, Malone, I think. Malone? Okay, sounds good. I'll go with that. <laughs> um, so I, I heard he said that you just need apes in comic books for them to sell really well. <laughs> He's the one who said it. That's probably why they killed him. Um, so, uh, all right. So the big, a big part of this is uh, that Oliver is uh, there's an impeachment hearing uh, 
where the city council, whoever it is, is going to decide if Oliver acted properly and they're going to throw him out as mayor. Um, so, and then vigilante, of course, now seeing that, oh boy, the Oliver Queen, the mayor, he's up to, uh, you know, sneaky stuff. So I'm going to take him out. So Vigilante's trying to kill him. The team's trying to protect Oliver while he's making speeches and other shit uh, and trying to, to figure out a way to clear his name. And, uh, and Thea goes kind of kooky with trying, wanting to try to throw everyone under the bus to save Oliver, who Oliver does not think that's such a great idea. He wants to do the honorable thing. Uh, and, uh, and then um, uh, we find out, of course, the big thing is we finally find out the identity of Prometheus. And it is Oliver and Thea's mother. No, just kidding. I wish it was. That would have been an awesome twist. <laughs> Patty Spivet. Oh, oh well. Uh, see, I don't want her to be a bad guy. But if it's Patty Spivet, I'll still take it. <laughs> <laughs> she must have had a good reason. She was so probably <laughs> bummed out about Barry not being with her that <laughs> she was like, I'm just going to kill Oliver. I, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> but, all right. No, actually, we find out that uh, Prometheus is the DA, Adrian Chase. Um, all right, so I guess we should start. Uh, oh, first off, uh, listeners mate in the chat says, Arrow showed more Thea this week, yay. I agree, except now apparently she's off the, sh she's not gonna be on the show for a while, boo. Okay, anyway, um, so let's talk about the Prometheus reveal. That was the big thing, right? Um, overall, I really liked, I thought this episode was quite strong. However, I personally found the reveal lackluster. Um, it was fairly mediocre, in my opinion. The way they did it was pretty mediocre, where he's just on the phone, and they're just <laughs> panning, like panning around him, and then we see his face. And also the fact of who it is. Like, so here was my reaction. Oh, it's him. Okay, great. <laughs> like, it wasn't any big deal, right? Like, it's the DA. Okay. I actually like his character. Um I think he was he could have been a good ally. I I thought he was going to be vigilante of anybody to be honest with you, not Prometheus. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just thought it was going to be somebody more revelating, like having a bigger impact or some, you know. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think about it being him? Uh, I don't know. I think I had the same reaction as you. I think I was more like the pan because I remember seeing it and I kind of knew who it was because it like they kind of messed up and showed his face a little bit and I kind of knew it was him and I was just waiting for the pan to be over to <laughs> confirm my suspicions. So I waited three years until they panned to his face. <laughs> and then I saw him and I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's how we're going. Uh, so that was kind of, I would say, yeah, lackluster in the way that was. And I really thought he was vigilante too. Um, is, is he in the, he's vigilante in the comic books. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. So, I think the oh, producer, interesting. Okay. I think the producers like, switched it. Yeah, the tr trick us. I think that's why they did. It. I imagine that's why they did in that scene because it's it was after Prometheus and Vigilante fought and he beats mm -hmm. Vigilante, and they're like, "Nope, he's not Vigilante. You know, he's this guy." You know, that's probably in their minds why they did it because they know all the all the comic book people were kept thinking, "Isn't he Vigilante though? Isn't he Vigilante?" Um, but but it still wasn't a really great reveal, unfortunately. So. I want Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> that would have been cool. Well, so I mean, what do you think, Marks, about it being him? I mean, I thought that was. I mean, he's either going to be vigilante or Prometheus, and uh, I think it is. If he was going to be vigilante, since he's already vigilante in comic books, there was no reason to keep his identity so secret for so long as vigilante. So he probably was going to be Prometheus. Um, 
but I don't know. I kind of wish it was something a little different. It's still not as big of a letdown as the whole Zoom, like, you know, <laughs> little trick they did. That was a big letdown. So. Oh, wait. Well, okay. Quick tangent then. You were let down who Zoom turned out to be? Oh, yeah. It was such a such a convoluted way to explain the trick of who Zoom was. Uh, okay. Gotcha. All right. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in the chat, Anthony says, what, what, what do you guys think of Curtis's balls? That was yeah. actually the funniest line in the thing, I think. Uh, what are you doing? So, um, I'm just playing with my balls is what Lister's mate puts in awkward silence. <laughs> I'm glad he finally got balls. <laughs> finally got balls. He said. Finally, I'm glad he finally got balls. Um, I was wondering if they would ever do that because that's a thing with Mr. Terrific, those T spheres or whatever they're called. Um, and and I think and I kept saying like, why don't they give him a weapon? Because why is the one dude who's the least experienced going out without any kind of weapon didn't make any sense. So I think this is going to be his weapons now, and I think it's about time. If they're going to keep having him go out in the field, it's about time he does something like this. So I hope they do something more than just, like, fly in people's faces and explode. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah, those balls flying in your face. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was cool though. I actually kind of liked it though because Vigilante was like, "You missed," and he's like, "Blah blah blah, whatever." Like, haha, I didn't actually. Miss oh, they they self aim. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's nothing cool. you say with balls that are not going to be just taken right. the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though. I mean, that, and it fits his character to be joking about that kind of stuff. It was. I mean, the thing, of course, with him and uh, Paul, right, his husband. That was kind of sad. It, it was very, I knew that was going to happen. Like, he was all excited that getting that back together. And I knew it was going to be a, a divorce. He was issuing him, giving him divorce papers. Like, that was very obvious to me. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah. Especially when you think about, like, from his perspective, like his husband's perspective, he just came came there saying, hey, you know, I just worked with Green Arrow. You know, the guy just was, you know, outed as some as enemy number one and a murderer. <laughs> so... I think I mean he was gonna divorce him anyway, but uh, you know that would put a little complication, I think, in, in, in mm. that. Well, what did you guys think about so Oliver in this episode? The way he tries to get a, around the situation is so he's not impeached. Basically, he outs the Green Arrow supposedly as being the bad guy who actually did deliberately kill him, and he's he's not a good dude. Any <laughs> sorry. Well, it sounded like our president almost for a second. There's some bad dudes. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a bad hombre. Yeah, it's a bad, bad hombre in uh, Star City. Uh, anyway, what do you think about that? Where it's basically, you know, he had to throw himself as his, his, alt, his alter ego under the bus there. It, it was a shame they do that. Uh, it does make sense. It sort of plays into that whole flashback scene where, um, uh, what do we call it, was uh, – did did the thing to prolong their lives, you know, for the, for an hour or whatever, you know, uh, I think it's, it's uh, his Russian friend who I can't remember his name now. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Anatoly, right. Yeah. Um, we're just to kind of delay, you know, them getting killed, give them a chance. I think in Oliver's logic, this is just a, a way to delay things, to give them a chance to get things to grip. Cause you can always save that, you know, um, Reputation of Green Arrow once once he can get some proof or evidence or something and still stay as mayor. Right. Once he takes down Prometheus. Yeah. I, I was almost wondering if he was just going to go for it and be like, I'm Green Arrow. That's why. And, and now himself. 
I actually thought he might do that too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just be like Iron Man. Yeah. Well, he's done it in the comic books before, so I didn't know if they were gonna go there or not. So but but him killing people makes it complicates it too much though. It's like I'm a part time murderer sometimes. That's not illegal, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't impeach me, I murder people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now Prometheus though, here's the thing. They all built this thing up as Prometheus is supposedly the son of this mobster or some dude, right? That he killed in the past. Yeah. So now Adrian is supposed to be that son. That's the deal, supposedly now. Sound seems like it. it does, I, don't know, I guess it seems like Adrian's not young enough. I guess for some reason I thought the son would be younger. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, not that Adrian's super old, obviously, but no, they never really said. I don't know if they said his age or not. I mean, th th he'd be an adult. They said that. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember what age they said. I mean, I imagine. I still think he, it, since it's not Talia, I'm, I imagine Talia has trained him probably from season one on. She's been secretly training him, and they've been preparing this all this time, or at least he's been preparing all this time. Hmm. Interesting. What I so what, what do you think, Danielle? About the episode in general, or anything you want to talk about? Um, my only problem with this episode was when Oliver was making a speech, and they're literally in the building, like across the street. No one hears the gunshots. <laughs> no one hears yeah. all the commotion that's going on over there. Uh, so that was my only problem that was happening with that. But uh, my problem was that he walked out into a sniper's face, knowing there was a sniper there. It's like, nah, fine. I'll just walk out here. <laughs> right. Yeah. They'll take care of it. Piece of cake. I was, I was surprised he didn't take a take a shot, though, Adam. Well, he, he yeah, he would have. Like he should have really. But I think what I think I read something that he's more about the uh, vigilante's more about not killing, but more torturing. The more suffering he wants. Uh, Oliver Queen to do, rather than kill him. I, for, I forget where I, I got that off of. Well, Prometheus is, yeah. Okay, yeah, Prometheus. Maybe I'm thinking Prometheus than I am. No, Vigilante just like, kill them all. <laughs> he's, their, he's their punisher, pretty much, with high-tech gadgets. I mean, he has this locked-on <laughs> shot for like five minutes. I but know. I mean, they, they did trip the wire, so I don't know what the timing is between that and him figuring out there's people in the building with him. Yeah, but seriously, he just has to pull a trigger. Like, yeah. for half yeah. a second, <laughs> just do that and then walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they, and they underestimated Vigilante quite a bit, I think. Well, and we got to see um, Thea fight a little bit, too. Not in the costume, but we got to see her throw down a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. She does it against Vigilante a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. when he flips their limo. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then and there was actually the fight scene between uh, Wild Dog, Diggle, uh, Curtis, and Vigilante was good. I think that was a cool scene, cool fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the fight scenes in this episode, and I liked – I never really cared about Vigilante so much. Uh, but this episode, I actually, I actually dug Vigilante. Now I actually care to maybe find out who Vigilante is at some point. Well, that's like, um, so, so since he's not Adrian Chase, not the DA, I mean, who the hell is he? Yeah, the producers were asked that, and they said that they know who it is, but well, I would know. hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they know. Well, you never know. Uh, there used to be some nameless person, but uh, but they said that it may not get revealed this season. So. Oh shit! Really? Oh my god! I thought for sure they were going to reveal him this season. I would think so too, but that's not what they said. Oh no! Of course, they revealed Prometheus way earlier than I thought they would. Yeah, because I think they'll I think they'll end this season with the team knowing who Prometheus is. And then I think the next season they'll switch to let's find out who Vigilante is now. My guess for who Vigilante is, if it happens to be anybody that's on the show right now, 
is it's that dude who's in charge of the of the ACU. I could see him doing it. Really? Huh, interesting. He seems very kind of chill though. Well, it's what he wants you to okay. do. Oh wait. <laughs> Maybe what if it was Quentin Lance? Hmm. Oh, oh. It just came yeah, to actually, me when you said Actually that makes a lot of sense. Except he wouldn't shoot. I know, well, but that could be the explanation why he didn't take the shot. But he knows the whole story behind that, doesn't he? I know. It's probably not him. I just think it would be cool. No. Man, for a second there, you had me. I, yeah, I, I you can actually see that with the whole <laughs> drinking and everything. Yeah. It could have been him, but no. I, I, don't. I really like his <laughs> – I hated his character in season one, but I really have come to dig his character a lot, Quentin Lance. I've always liked this character. I loved him on Dresden Files. I, like, I just like that. Oh, actor. I forget he was – yeah, I forget he was Paul Blackthorne, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot he was Dresden. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Helix? Hacker group. Oh, that's right. Felicity, even even though Diggle told her, "Hey, knock it off," but no, if she didn't listen, she went all in on with Helix. Uh, yeah. I think it's not going to turn out well. <laughs> Probably not. You know, not you know what's going to happen, right? Felicity's going to do a lot of freaking shady shit, and then she's going to finally learn. Oh, I shouldn't have done all that stuff, <laughs> and, and come back to not being. Or, or maybe they're just. Maybe, oh, I wonder if they're going to make her a villain. Think they would ever do that? I'd like to see that. Give me a better storyline from Felicity. That's yeah. what I ask. That could work actually if you make her a villain. That could totally work. I would. I would be totally down with that because I, I agree. I think they've kind of lost their way with her, so they need something to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what if Helix decides they're going to turn on uh, Green Arrow? You know, who knows? If they're going to do what? And what if Helix decided as a hacker group they need to turn on Green Arrow? Reveal who Green Arrow is. Oh. You know, they make well, then she and... can prevent them, I guess, if she's still on Team Arrow. In you the know. chat, Francis. Oh, so so Marks, you wanted Tommy Merlin to be Prometheus, right? Yes. Francis thinks he's vigilante. I think Francis is right. Okay. Oh, you... First off, can you you and Francis literally do share a brain? I just realized <laughs> you weren't kidding last week. I, I didn't know you like Riverdale too. I didn't know you actually liked Riverdale, which is fine, by the way. I know I kid about it, but I know you actually watched. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys are great at everything. Jeez. I just, I think it's, you know, it would be a great thing for the show if it's Tommy. I agree. I, mean, I think it would be a great storyline, especially someone that we're familiar with and it's not some random person and then we have to get the backstory of them. We already have the backstory for him. So... Oh, what if it's Slade? Now that I would love because that's he was the I love Manu Bennett. He was and he's been the best villain, obviously, of any season of Arrow. This could be his way of trying to uh, to uh, redeem himself. I know it's not really you know he's getting too extreme, but his own way of redeeming himself. Yeah, I don't think it is Slade, but that would be cool. He threw a pretty strong punch. It's probably not him, but he did throw a pretty strong punch. <laughs> or she could be a woman. That'd be cool uh, it too. was a woman because that, that fight scene was obviously on the top of the rooftop. So that would bother me if it's like fight scene like that. And then when they go to reveal and it's a woman underneath all of that, that would kind of bother me. Just the continuity would bother me. Right. Um, and of course they could, I mean, unless they did it, try to specifically make us think it's not a woman or something, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Then, yes. It's a continuity problem then. So in the chat, Francis actually says things are going to write out Felicity. Um, hmm. I don't, that's curious. I I, don't know, I I expect her to stick around, but it could. Uh, he also says Danielle is so right about everything, <laughs> about all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
course. That's a, I feel I feel a connection. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys have like a telepathic link. <laughs> oh, my long, uh, what long about, lost Riverdale brother. I, I really like that scene yes. when Vigilante flipped the vehicle and he's like looking through like thermal vision or whatever and he thinks he sees Oliver coming out of the car and he's like, good man. And she comes out and goes, and does <laughs> a scream and he goes, good woman. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I like Black Canary a lot. I do. The it's more I see her, man, the more I dig her even more. I'm, I'm she's so awesome. Like she, awesome. she kicks ass. And so here's, I'm here's, here's what I'm gonna make a prediction, which is a very obvious prediction. I think Mark, you've already talked about this, at least to me privately. Um, so this, that, so Dinah Drake and Oliver, I think, are obviously gonna get together. Um, but I also think she's gonna be the one they, he ends up with as the final relationship. Like when the show ends, it's gonna be those two together. Probably. I just think it. I mean, it makes sense, and if they're finally so they can finally do the Black Canary thing for for real with him and you know the Green Arrow and Black Canary, which is obviously always the thing in the comics. Unless she spins out and gets starts at Birds of Prey. Well, they <laughs> could still be dating. He could make guest appearances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I can see it happening. She'll do. She'll, they'll just do the superhero thing, or like, uh, or the normal sci-fi thing. Like, well, you're too far away. This will never work. <laughs> well, that's what they would Patty. Yeah. Would, no, would that's what happened. If you're the Flash. You're never too far away. Right. <laughs> it's like you're never too far away. It's ridiculous. That's the same when they tried to play up the Flash and uh, Felicity, and it was like we're we're in completely different shows. We can't be together. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Because that was. Uh, before uh, Patty, yes, Barry and Felicity, I thought was a perfect match. Actually, I, I wanted them to get together. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Francis says, "I think Team Arrow is a little bloated. There are so many characters. I think it's time to kind of write a character or two out eventually." They are actually well. They are actually doing that, you know. So, um, what's her face, <sighs> Artemis? Right? Is yeah. What, what happened to her? I don't actually know what happened to her. To be honest with you, she just disappeared. <laughs> uh, but then uh, Rag Ragman is that his name, right? He yeah. he went away. But well, I actually liked him. Um, it seems like they're trying to winnow down a little bit, right? Thea Thea yeah. looks like it's going to be out again. So that let me talk about this. Thea had, had became, and I think Danielle said this too, one of my favorite characters. Uh, so and I was been bummed this season because she hasn't got to be speedy. She hasn't really gotten to kick ass. She's been the mayor, you know, just helping Oliver. And and now she's leaving to go who knows where. So it looks like she's not, and she has the, she was actually not even that many episodes. I mean, she was a few episodes. She just was not on vacation or something, or I don't know what she was doing. Um, so I'm kind of bummed about that, about Thea this season. I don't know. What, what do you think, Danielle? I'm super bummed. I mean, the whole reason I like watching it is because the brother-sister dynamic kick-ass team. You know, I lived for the air days when it was just Diggle, uh, Oliver, Speedy, and Felicity. I loved those days. Uh, and I wish those were back. And I guess old Black Canary. But uh, if if it went back to that and the new Black Canary, I would be happier. I I mean, I like the new additions, but I really like the old Arrow. But I'm just I'm so bummed that she's not. I mean, is she doing anything outside of Arrow, or is it just taking an acting break, or what? That's a good question. I don't know if if um, Willa Holland if she I don't know. You wouldn't think so. She's been pretty committed to the role, and it seems like if Francis actually gotten Josh interviewed her, and she she was saying like oh, she really likes being speedy. And wants to kick ass, um, and uh, I mean, I guess it could be that, but I, maybe it's just more of the again, the writers just I don't know, they don't, they're not sure what to do with their character right now. Maybe, um, possibly, I don't know. I agree with you though. Like you mentioned last week, how Kara and Alex's sister relationship is you really love in Supergirl. I mm -hmm. think Oliver and, and Thea's brother sister relationship has always been really strong, and, and I really enjoy that. And Arrow, 
Because the, the last time I think we got to see that dynamic was the huge crossover alien invasion. I think that's the last mm. time we really got to see their brother-sister dynamic. And it's just kind of faded out from that. And I don't know if she's getting ready to just leave the show. If Hopefully not, because that would bum me out. Mr. Mate says, do you think Theo will get her own show? I'd be fine with that. Like on Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> that would I could fit, but she never actually is in Teen Titans, is she? I, I could see her play Raven though and in Teen Titans. I mean, well, well there is is there ever one of the is Roy or anybody one any of those guys Arsenal anything in Teen Titans? Yeah, Roy was a founding member. Okay, so, so she they could have her instead. I kind of miss Roy too. I wouldn't mind seeing Roy come back. You know, at times. Yeah. Yeah, I would that. like to too. I don't know, Although I much more, I much more want Speedy. I want her, but I, I do think that the Arrow universe is too congested now, and it's like so many people are taking a backseat, and I don't want Thea to take a backseat. That's the last person I want to see take a backseat. If anybody, it should be Felicity, or um, yeah, I think just Felicity should probably take a backseat now. I agree with that. You're right. Thea really has been pushed this season to the like to like a very 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 secondary player, um, and that's too bad. If anything, this should have been the season where they, I think, elevated her role, if anything. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I wouldn't mind seeing her turn into a villain and then a brother-sister dynamic. Uh, I mean, if Thea was ever vigilante, oh, that would make things... Yeah, you just like, what, you just voted Thea's vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but she was yeah. fighting vigilante. Unless she set it up and she had someone else play vigilante to make it make sure nobody thinks it's her. Yep. <laughs> not that everybody yep. thought it was her in the first place. I don't think she's tall enough to be vigilante. <laughs> Either. She's not tall enough or uh, bulky enough for that. No. That'd have to be like some kind of robot suit or something <laughs> for her to be her. She's pretty uh, pretty short and skinny. All right. Well, if Thea's going to go um, away, she should go train with Talia and become even more badass than she already is. Maybe Talia will take her under her wings. And, uh, you know, she knows stuff about the, the Lazarus pit. Maybe she can do something to manipulate her and bring out that blood bloodthirst again. See, I think they should get rid of the other characters. I think they should cancel Legends, bring back White Canary, <laughs> bring back the badass White Canary. Yes. Throw Thea back in there to train with her, and then maybe make or make Thea the villain, and you have to bring White Canary back in order to get Thea back. And you bring Malcolm or, Merlin back to Arrow, who I think is amazing villain. And that's the dynamic with Thea as the father, obviously, which is cool. You'd have to team up with Oliver. Yeah. To stop Thea, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, Marks, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Or they get rid of legends and have Sarah and Thea and whoever else join the join as Birds of Prey. Oh, okay, cool. They're gonna say Teen Titans again. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah wouldn't be a Teen Titan. No, I know. But but all the but all the teen girls would fall in love with her, obviously. <laughs> oh, of course. All the girls would fall in love with her. They'd instantly turn turn lesbian or something. <laughs> That's her superpower. It's a superpower, apparently, yes. Which is actually a very powerful thing to be able to do. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I'd be, okay. I'd be cool with Sarah being parts of Birds of Prey. Dude, that just makes sense. Seriously, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Particularly, like, you know, have the Black Canary spin off into that at some point, you know? It just makes sense. They haven't, and they haven't, well, Supergirl, but, you know, I would like to see, like, a really, like, almost all female main characters, you know? Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. I'd be down be for cool. that. All right. All right. Anything? Any last things on Arrow? Um, All right. I guess if not, we'll read it. Okay. Uh, by the way, Francis says uh, that'd be a cool deal. I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to. I'd love more DC shows. He said he thinks it's cool. Uh, and then 
He says, Legends of Tomorrow is kind of the home for lost superheroes. It really is. <laughs> Every character, they're not sure what to do with. Just kick them over the Legends. Does Legends need a new captain yet? Uh, okay, so I'm really glad to. Maybe Grill Grotto will form a new uh, Legion of Doom next season. <laughs> oh my god. No, well, well Grill Grotto is actually in the Legion of Doom. He is traditionally part of the Legion of Doom. That would make sense. Yeah. I'll probably I, fuck him up. I'm calling it. It's going to be Grill Grodd and Keen Shark, maybe someone else together as some kind of animal supervillain team. Oh, next and season. maybe Lex Luthor because we haven't actually seen him in anything. He's in different Earth, but yeah. You know, I think, well, I well think, he can come over. No, I think Lex Luthor. He's probably going to be the villain for Supergirl season three. Yeah, they got, they, he's got to come at some point. You're right. We're well, maybe we can have Brainiac in Legion of Doom or something. I would love to see Brainiac. It'd be awesome. Mm. All right, so this uh, this episode of Arrow, I will give um, four boxing glove arrows. Uh, I thought I thought it was a solid episode. I, I enjoyed it. Marks. Yep, same with me. Four boxing glove arrows. It was. Solid. Wasn't the best of the best episodes I've ever had, but it was a, a good solid episode. Mm. Hey, was that a reference to the best of the best, the uh, martial arts series of movies? <laughs> no. You know, I was an extra in best of the best three. Stop it. Are you really? Yeah. Wait, I don't know if I've seen anything <laughs> past the first one, to be honest with you, because they just get so repetitive. Um, <laughs> but what Where? so, okay, tell me, were you like a karate student or something? What were you, a competitor? No, I just... I was just in a group of people and stuff, and, and this one scene. What were you doing? Did you have scene. a monkey pee on your head? <laughs> no, no monkeys peeing on my head. There are no monkeys in the scene, or in the entire movie either. <laughs> so, what were you doing in the scene? Uh, we're just we're watching this town hall scene where they were talking, and and these uh, some of the bad guys actually pop up right behind me and and a couple other people I'm sitting with and try, like harass us a little bit. Uh, not that they focused in on that, but but they were. So do you have, or do they actually kind of have a shot where they can you can clearly see you though then? Oh, you can see me clearly, yeah. You can Ooh. see me in it. Best the best three, right? Best the best three, I yes. I don't I'm, 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 no facial hair. I'm quite a bit honestly quite a bit younger oh, back then. Oh so. man. I just I just have a picture of someone like uh, taking a freeze frame of that, printing that picture out, and then photoshopping you at the zoo with a monkey behind you. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Anybody watching the show, please, please, please do that. <laughs> Uh, that you'll be like the fan of the freaking century or whatever. Uh, <laughs> guys, so we'll post it everywhere. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Why didn't they have you look, you're a martial artist, man. They should have had you fight though. You should have been one of the competitors. I don't know. I, I couldn't, uh, well, three is different than the other ones. Three is like the main, uh, star goes to the small town. I forget why. Oh, so I forget. I can't remember why now. Uh, visiting some family friends or something. I can't remember what it was. And a small town is having problems with a bunch of neo Nazis basically trying to take over the place. Oh, shit. And, yes, I think and, I uh, that's the plot line. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to pl- be playing a neo Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you know, you were, you were playing just a regular town guy, right? I was a regular town guy. That's all. Just regular town. You should have done an improv one of the scenes and just turned around and did some karate moves against the guy harassing you. It'd be great, yeah. Was it a yeah. neo Nazi guy harassing? Yeah, yeah. There were some of the yeah. neo Nazi guys. Awesome, man. Actually, one of the main. Yeah, I got to talk to everybody or most of the people and stuff. It was it was a cool experience. I was like a teenager. I was pretty young, so I lied about my age, and they let me get away with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> where did they shoot it? They shot it in, in Indiana. 
Oh, so, so near where in your, near your hometown, basically. Right? Yeah. So so I went over there and did that. And of course, I'm I was a, I'm a martial artist. I was big in martial arts back then, so I had to try to be in that. So that's really cool, actually. Nice. <laughs> We're finding out lots of stories about marks today. I know, right? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So Danielle, when was the last time your head got peed on by something? <laughs> that's why she always wears a hat. Oh, that's I know, why. I, yes. I protection always. Maybe I should start wearing a hat. <laughs> I've never been peed on by anything. I have been pooped on by birds. That's about it. Oh, that's that's actually been dangerous. I hear if it gets in your eye. Yeah, never been close to that. That's why I've got the protection to get rid of the pee and the poo. That's smart. I'm always worried I'm gonna get pooped on by a bird, but I haven't been so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool all right. so i guess that pretty much does it for us for tonight for this uh week's dc action hour um <clears throat> thank you everybody for if you're watching live so francis listers mate uh victor paul everybody who's in the, thank you guys so much i really appreciate all your comments thank you francis for all your knowledge helping us out when we couldn't remember names and stuff awesome uh you can go enjoy your marathon of riverdale now <laughs> sir you and danielle can skype together and talk about it uh, yeah, you two, should, you're two are, one of these days. You're gonna, you guys are gonna do a Riverdale show. I'm just waiting for it together. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, yeah. All Riverdale, all the time. I'm not the only one who thinks there are supernatural elements in there because I have, I know someone who was talking about Riverdale to me the other day, and they're like, it has vampires in it, right? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I asked Francis specifically about that. He's like, no, there's no supernatural at all. Yeah, I was like, Mark's, Mark's talking. <laughs> it's something about their ads. It makes it seem like it. I think. Well, that's ridiculous. It's just get that all... vampire diaries look. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. It does. I used to watch Vampire Diaries. I actually liked that a lot, but I just fell out of watching it. Yeah, their series finale is uh, next week. Oh, that's right. I forgot that show's wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of those characters will show up on Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll bring Supernatural. No, they're just going to go to Legend. Oh, right. Of course. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we need, guys? We need a uh, vampire on the show. <laughs> Obviously, Damon is who has to go over there. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. He livened that up. Um, so Francis, by the way, says in the chat, I'm down with doing a Riverdale show, so he's all for it, of course. <laughs> all right, so uh, we will be back next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. So I checked the schedule here. Um, Arrow is off next week, unfortunately, but the other shows are on. So we'll be doing Flash, Supergirl, and Legends next week. We'll probably work in some news as well. Uh, we'll do some other zany super tweet. If you have any suggestions for super tweet questions, uh, any kind of fun questions like that, please feel free to send them to us. Put them in the chat. Uh, you can send them at Super Geeked Up on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, wherever you want to post them. We always appreciate that. And uh, yeah. Oh, so Danielle, sorry, actually, Danielle, I want you to tell people what you have going on, though. You're doing some cool stuff. Yes. Uh, we launched um, No Ordinary Nerd, my podcast, and I have launched our campaign, hashtag Fight the Stigma where we have created a warrior t-shirt um, with at Lucio Draws on Twitter, who designed it for us. Uh, but we are selling those over at represent.com slash fight the stigma. Um, they, all the proceeds go to bring change to mind, which is Glenn Close's charity uh, on mental illness to help fight the stigma. So I encourage everyone to go to represent.com slash fight the stigma to get your t-shirt today. Yeah, it's definitely like, uh, so I've seen it. It's really cool uh, shirt. It's really awesome. So and I just put the link in the chat, folks, if you want to go over to that website and uh, support. Cool. Uh, where Thank else can the, where else can people find you on Twitter and all that good stuff? 
you can find me on my website at angstynerd.com and I am on Twitter at angsty underscore nerd. And the podcast is at uh, No an Ordinary Nerd. All right. By the way, um, I wanted to ask you this before we started. Are you in your garage? I am in my garage. <laughs> that's where all my posters are. Um, okay, that's where they are. I wonder if you just like set up a little area. Um, that's your secret yeah. headquarters. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's right. That's, uh, it's, it's my back cave. Oh, well, that's cool. Or the arrow cave. Very good. I like that. <laughs> At one point, did the garage door opener go off? Yeah, it scared <laughs> the it. living daylights out of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, stop pulling your car in here. I'm trying to do a show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you could probably go back and see where I like jump a little bit because I'm yeah. not used to that like going up. <laughs> we never open it. That's why. <laughs> it was a legion of doom coming to get you. I know it's vigilante behind there. Uh, all right, Mark. So, where can people check out what you're up to? You can find me at markspile.com, uh, where I post stuff about the podcast I co-host, Genre Entertainment, um, and uh, you can find information about my book over there, my information on films I'm working on there, and also you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Marks. All right, and you can find all our stuff supergeekedup.com. Uh, so all the stuff uh, I'm up to or uh, my cohorts here are up to is on there. So uh, Super Knocked Up, my uh, superhero comedy series is up there. Uh, and there's actually a link to where you can watch it on, for free on Amazon right now. Both seasons are on there, which I'm excited about. And if you get a chance to rate it and give a comment, that always helps out. And uh, we got our Super Geeked Up, you know, Geeky Pop Culture Show, which we're doing this Wednesday, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's actually going to be our season finale uh, for this season. And uh, Marks has hosted it recently. Danielle has been on it recently as a guest. Uh, and we have the guys from Demon X from Frostbite Pictures uh, coming up on there. Actually, Marks, you'll like it because the uh, the main uh, the lead actress Cassandra Ebner is as a stunt woman as well as an actress, and she's actually in a lot of the Vancouver cool. series. That's where they're based. I'll try to check it out. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We uh, oh Dungeons and Dragons Monday Night Mayhem is tomorrow. Actually, Marks and I are going to be playing some D and D tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch all the super geek. What was that? Bow and arrow. That was, that was my bow and arrow. She's playing a ranger, so that's good. Uh, and uh, and then next Monday, actually, we're going to be alternating between D&D and a new game called The Strange, which Marks is going to be the game master of. You want to tell them quickly about The Strange? Um, the Strange... I think you're saying, um, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Strange is a, is a game setting where um, there's this alien device that has created a bunch of pocket dimensions um, that are essentially fiction they're they're sort of like uh, fiction gone awry or, or, or crazy or something where there could be worlds of of Sherlock Holmes worlds of the war of the worlds uh, wizard you know wizard of Oz land all this different stuff that's been uh, created influenced by humanity's um, psyche in a way and the players play characters <clears throat> who both have the, the spark, the knowledge of this existing, and also who can translate or, or, or travel to these other dimensions. And they get to become different characters because these different realities have different rules where they could be magic and exist or superpowers, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. So, uh, and they're going to try to stop bad things from happening to Earth. All right. I'm excited. Hey, folks. So that means we might visit a world where there are. DC superheroes, and we meet them or people like them. That'd be fun. You could, who knows? Yeah. You could run an arrow. Yeah. Hey, then we could do. We could make it all the way we want it. I could have Thea be awesome and badass. And <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, cool. That's it. Uh, so again, at supergeekedup.com, you can find everything on there, at supergeekedup on Twitter. Uh, on the homepage of our website, there's also a Patreon link. So if you would like to support us, and there's a PayPal link, well, if you'd like to donate anything to help us support doing our geeky stuff, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for watching, folks. And thanks, everybody, in the chat, or if you're watching in post. We will see you uh, next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I still do not have a good outro line, I just realized, uh, for the show. So, so also suggest that to us, please, if you have ideas for how we should end this show. But uh, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, I'll hire how about this. I'll, I'll do this one tonight. We'll see you in the multiverse. Bye, everybody.